The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. And he was doing great, but he was running around like nobody's business. I would have hated to have played offensive line for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I would have given up a ton of sacks. Right. If, you know, when I played for Cutler, I knew Cutler was going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. It may have been to the other team. It may have been to our team. But at the end of the day, no sacks. Mm-hmm. We're right. all happy. Right. So if I'm, if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm happy to see what Tyson Bajan's done for Chicago. And I know the receivers like him. And you can hear the guys on the sidelines saying, man, this kid's got moxie. There you go. There's Kyle Long on Tyson Bajan. That's funny. The line about Jay was really good. Throwing it to uh, the other team. When he team. talks about, like, I, I get what he's saying. Like, you, when you talk about bringing your eyes down, though, the quarterback is looking at the rush instead of looking down the yeah, field. I That's get, what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It, you know, it's not like you're just ho-hum looking around in the stands and waving to family members. It's when guys bring their their eyes down and they start looking at where the rush is coming from and you're not paying attention to what is transpiring down the field. That's what people are talking about. Do I have time to play the the one more of the stories about the lost season and losing the locker room, Eller? Can I do that before Jeremiah? Definitely. All right. This is funny. You'll you'll enjoy this. Um, Kyle Long on PMT told the story about... um, Is the question included here, Maller? Yes. You'll hear, I think, Big Cat. Okay. Big Cat will tell the story or ask the question, so I don't need to set it up. Dumb question. Very dumb question. And you don't have to name names, but you've obviously been in a lot of locker rooms. When... A coach has lost the locker room. Is it something that like every player says it to each other? Like, yeah, I think he's lost it. I think he's lost the locker room. Do you guys like send a message around? Yeah, I mean, where's the locker room? Yeah, hey, anyone see the locker room? Hey, just, You're looking yeah. underneath the couch. Locker room's on a milk carton. <laughs> I, I just saw John Fox looking around, lifting up like lifting up rugs. I think he's trying to find the locker room. Guys. You know, there was. Uh... Too many to remember. Too many locker rooms lost. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're like the. Are you a locker room thief? Or were you taken? You're it like you the problem? Bermuda Triangle of locker rooms. I, I was like the toilet that gets passed down through a <laughs> house that gets sold to another owner. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you can <laughs> on me. I'll be here. Cal's got seven locker rooms over the course of his career. Just sit down. Um, you always, as a player, feel like you can win football games. I mean, regardless of how bad your team is, that's why they made a movie any given Sunday. It's real. I mean, that's real. But you can also feel like you have a coach that's going to put you in bad situations. Right, right. And, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Playing in the NFL is tough. You have to have so many things right, from quarterback to line play to defense to the staff. And we just didn't get it right in Chicago for a long time. We had some things right. Yeah, pieces. We had pieces right. There were years where we had a great defense. There were years where we had an explosive offense, but we couldn't get complimentary. Yeah, all that. I love complimentary football. It's my favorite And to your point – when you do get to that point in the season where you're like, we're f***ed, yeah. uh, it's like, who are we going to get? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You kind of right. get excited. Yeah, right. Like yeah. new faces. We don't want to be the number one pick, but who are we going to yeah, get? Yeah, who are we going to get? <laughs> do, you, do you get a little boost towards the end of the season if you know that the coach isn't coming back where it's like, okay, now it's time to play for my job. Yeah, now I mean, I've got to go out there and I have to perform individually. Like, is there? Can you feel that difference when guys start thinking about their own futures with the team as opposed to the team? Every day in the NFL is an opportunity to invest in your future. I remember when Akeem Hicks first showed up to Chicago, and I was like, I was doing the math. Like, Akeem Hicks, okay, this guy's a monster. I played him when he was in New Orleans, and he was a load. I had to ice my neck for like three weeks. But he came to the building, and it became evident to me that practice wasn't going to be as easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's two ways I can go about this. I can challenge this mother every day, and we can both get better. Or I can just be the guy that brother-in-law is in practice, and we're not going to get any better. And our team's definitely not going to get any better. 
Akeem and I made a decision to go at it every day. Our lockers were right next to each other. We hated each other in practice. But when we got to the locker room, we shared a can of dip. We were buddies. Um, I think that's the decision that all these guys and all these locker rooms have to make. Like I think about Denver and all these great players that they're potentially going to ship out. Yeah. And that's what I said. This is going to be a showcase game for those yeah, guys. Yeah, against the Chiefs. Yeah. This is a free agency tryout. This is a trade tryout. You it's know a combine. I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's what the end of the season is, but it just it weighs on you when it happens every year. thought it was good stuff. Well, I thought he's was, a great he, he, he's, he's a, a great good storyteller. He's a good storyteller. I thought it was really interesting that he admitted that players do know at the end of these years, hey, it's interesting. Who are we going to get with the number one pick? We don't want to get the number one pick, but we, who are we going to get? Who's going to be the new coach here? When, when the, when they're, they don't say it publicly, but they're still all thinking what we're thinking. Of course. Who are we going to get? So I want to play you Daniel Jeremiah. We talked to him again. If you don't know Daniel, he works for the NFL network. He scouted the league. He works now on the draft uh, and is very good at what he does. And here he is the uh, analyst for the Chargers. He's been doing it for six years now uh, on their radio network, too. So it was a really good hook for us to talk about um, the quarterbacks and what he thought about Bajent, what he thinks about Justin Fields, what he thinks about Caleb Williams being in Southern California. There's a lot of great stuff here. This is really, really good. But we started, obviously, with the team that he is covering and the team that the Bears are facing, and that's the L.A. Chargers, and why aren't they good as they should be? Well, it's a great question. Um, I'll say this. As somebody who's called their games for six years, it's the best uh, broadcasting gig for calling live games because every game comes down to the very end. Last week was the exception uh, where they lost by a couple touchdowns, but that got away late against the Chiefs. But in their previous three losses, they have the ball in their hands with a chance to go down and extend the game at the end of regulation or in overtime, either to win it or, or to extend it. And they, they've got one first down in those three games in those three situations. So they haven't been able to finish games, um, and that's been a problem. Defensively, uh, the talent doesn't match the results. Uh, when you look at the, the pieces they have, I think they're still trying to find the right, right way to play. Um, they made an adjustment at halftime last week against Kansas City and got more aggressive, played more man coverage, You know, deployed Derwin James on, on Kelsey, which was a big difference as opposed to letting him just roam through the, uh, through the valley uh, in their zone coverages. So, you know, we'll see if the, those adjustments carry over. But, yeah, it's 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 bizarre when you look at what's there and, and then what's been accomplished, especially this year. It hasn't matched up. With that as the backdrop, uh, you, as a 2-4 and four team, you've lost to, uh, I mean, the Dolphins. You've lost to the Chiefs. You've lost to the, the Cowboys. I mean, there have been some good teams that have come to town. Is this better than a 2-4 and four team, in your opinion? Is this maybe a get-right game from your perspective Sunday night against our Bears team? Well, I mean, look, when you're two and four, you're two and four, you, you know, they, 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 uh, you know, there's no such thing, I guess, is, uh, is a get right game because they haven't proven to be much better. I mean, they, they, they lost to the Tennessee Titans, which I still can't figure out how they lost that game. Um, but if you look at the schedule and, uh, and you look at it from the Chargers side of things, it has been pretty stiff. And if you look at just, you know, kind of based off of the opponents here, they've got a chance to, go on a little bit of a run, but it has to start here with this with this Chicago game. I just don't think they've played well enough that they can make any assumptions. They have to go out there and play, you know, good football. And that starts with, with really Justin Herbert, 
you know, kind of finding and staying in a groove and putting a four-quarter game out there, and then this defense not letting uh, not letting the ball sail over their heads, which has been a problem all year long. Daniel Jeremiah joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Daniel does the Chargers game. Of course, you watch him on NFL Network. He has scouted the league uh, before. He does move the sticks with Bucky Brooks. Uh, We love him, and uh, we're talking to him right now. Let's talk about our Bears. And you said to us off the air, um, Bajant and the boys. What was your thought on Tyson? (laughs) What was your thought on Tyson Bajant? Um, coming out of Shepard, and what is your thought on him now? Well, he's far exceeded. I mean, an expectation for even you know if he was a first round pick and that was his first start, that's a great start, you know. And then you look at you know where he came from and uh, you know kind of what the expectations were. And it, I mean, I know it wasn't like he was chucking it down the field a ton, but man, he looked comfortable. He looked poised. He was accurate. He was efficient. I go back through my notes. Uh, I just pulled them up here. You know, when you watched him at Shepard, it was a lot of, you know, in the gun, catch, rock, throw. You know, just, you know, get the ball out of your hands, get it out in space, and let guys run. I, the first game I watched was against Lock Haven. They were up 48 to nothing at halftime. Uh, so I, I literally wrote down in my notes, this is like watching somebody stroll through the park. This is how easy this is. This kid's kind of making this look at this level. You know, some athleticism, the zone read stuff. You saw there, obviously, all the passing records that he owns. And then saw him at the Senior Bowl, and I thought he was a little up and down uh, during the week, and then he played pretty well in the game. I thought, in my grade, says, I thought this guy is a late-round pick or a priority free agent who's going to hang on the practice squad for a while and maybe eventually you know, develop into a backup quarterback. Well, after one game, that is a grossly uh, under underappreciated evaluation. He's way better than that. So uh, it's been fun, you know, although it's brief, it's been fun to watch him, you know, kind of uh, uh, buck uh, traditional wisdom on where he came from and how he's playing. I found it interesting with what you said, just based on one game, because that's what a lot of people have, have, have said, and we've argued with people on the air. I've covered the Bears now for 29 years, Daniel, and I've watched mm-hmm. first-round picks come in and poop the, the field. I've watched oh, Cade, yeah. Mc, <laughs> Cade McNown do it. I've watched um, Rick Meyer get traded for and, and not throw a touchdown in his Bears career. And what struck me is what you said. If he was a first-round pick, that was a good game. A lot of Bears fans have downplayed what he did because he was not throwing the ball far. Expand on what you meant by that. Well, first of all, can I give you my Cade McNown story? Yes, yes please. please. So I'm, uh, I am going into my senior year of high school. I'm getting recruited by UCLA. I'm talking to Terry Donahue on the phone a bunch. And Bob Toledo was their offensive coordinator. And they said they were in spring. They wanted me to come up there and uh, – and, and sit in on meetings, get a chance to be around the team. So I come up there, uh, Bob Toledo uh, walks me into the quarterback room and uh, goes, hey, guys, this is a recruit, you know, Daniel Jeremiah from down in San Diego. He's going to sit in with us in the room. All the other quarterbacks turn around, say hi, shake my hand or whatever. Cade McNown never turned around. He didn't even turn around to even see there was a human being that had just entered into the room. I just remember thinking like, that was very odd. That was a very weird interaction. Sounds like the Only guy we I knew here in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like the same guy we knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that uh, look first starts. I mean, golly, look at look at every year when we see these high first round picks. 
they get thrown out there, and it's it's such a different game. Think about a different game for Bryce Young going from Alabama, just from Alabama, as good as it gets, to Carolina, and the game was so fast, and he looked he looked small. Everything looked like it was going on too fast. Obviously, they don't have a great group around him there. He's gotten better as he goes along, but the first time out there, you're like, "Ah, Lee, this is this looks kind of big for him," you know, figuratively and literally. And then you watch somebody who came from this level of competition to go out there to be able to get away from some rush, to be able to get your feet in the ground and 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 trust your eyes and deliver the ball confidently, make different types of throws. You know, maybe not as many downfield throws, but you saw him on the move, you saw him in the pocket. That's not something you uh, you dismiss. That was impressive. Why wasn't he drafted, Daniel? Is it arm strength? Is that the big knock that is kind of uh, being held against him? I thought his arm strength was was good enough. You know, I, I always think of you know the the traits you need at the quarterback position, and I start with you know accuracy, decision making, poise, and then it, I use the word enough. You need enough athleticism. You need enough arm strength to make the throws. I thought he he cleared that hurdle with the arm strength, but. Look, it's hard, you know, it's hard when you're, you're looking at somebody from that level. It's hard tape to watch. Um, and then you're just like, okay, how does all this, how does all this translate? It's going to be a totally different offense that he's in at the next level. And he's never seen competition like this. So that's what kind of made it hard when you start comparing him. Like I, I'm looking at the guys that I had just above him, you know, on the quarterback list and I see. Dorian Thompson Rob Robinson um, was a few spots ahead of him. He started 50 games at UCLA. Stetson Bennett, who won multiple national championships at Georgia. Tanner McKee, who was a you know top five star recruit coming out of high school, who went to Stanford and had kind of NFL coaching there. And then Aiden O'Connell, who threw for a bazillion yards at, at Purdue. And then it was Bajan. So like it's hard when you're in that draft room and you're going over resumes and it's you know man you got to have some guts. Um, to, to stand on the table, really, you know, to pound the table. Maybe you, you need a staff to pound the table when you're rooting for somebody from Shepard. Right. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, voice of uh, the Chargers, joining us, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Uh, where are you right now on Justin Fields and his future? I was just talking about this uh, uh, the other day with someone, and it was, you know, the, the question gets asked, how, how much uh, – how much do you have to play before you kind of know who somebody is? And I say like, everybody has different criteria. I I've always kind of used the, you know, halfway through year three, like three years of starting. So if you figure you get, you know, over 40 starts, you start to kind of, you settle into who you are. Um, But the, the difference is the challenge is when, when you don't have everything in place, we, we always talk about on the podcast with Bucky and myself where we talk about, man, young quarterbacks, the best thing you can do for them is the three Ps, right? You get the right play caller, you give them some protection, and then playmakers. Like Once you have all that in place for a significant number of starts, then you can decide whether or not this guy's any good. I just don't know if he's had that infrastructure in place to give him that, you know? So even though he's been there a while, I I, I just I honestly put my hands up in the air and say I I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know if if he's going to be a great player. I I just don't have enough uh, that I feel confident about saying one way or the other. I know that's not popular. I know in this world you got to love somebody or hate somebody. I, I put yeah. my hands up in the air and tell you guys I honestly have no idea. By the way, veteran quarterbacks love the three P's as well. Not just rookie quarterbacks yeah, and young quarterbacks, no but the veterans like to. The first time I saw that, the first time that I came up with that phrasing, and it's not like this is rocket science, 
But do you remember? Do you remember uh, how bad Jared Goff looked? Yes. Uh, under the previous regime there, and then all of a sudden McVeigh comes in, Whitworth. You know, they kind of invest in the offensive line, and then all of a sudden now they've they've got you know pieces around him, and Cooper Cup gets added to Robert Woods and all the different guys they have, and it's like he looked like a different dude, like yeah. a totally different player. And, and uh, I was like, okay, you, you know, and then from a team building standpoint, I'll go off on a tangent here, but. <laughs> If, if you're building a roster and you draft a quarterback, I, the first thing I would do is I would walk down to the defensive coordinator's office and I would apologize and tell him, I'm sorry, but all of our resources are going to the offensive side of the ball for the next few years. Right. we got to get this guy up and running and playing well. And if we're losing 35 to 31, we're all going to still be employed. Uh, and then we'll be able to eventually address the defense. But in the meantime, all of our resources are going to help this kid. Yeah, it's it's such a crazy position because it, it it's a bit of a conundrum because you're asking for the quarterback to provide a a number of, of solutions to questions and problems, but it's also a very dependent position as well. So if mm-hmm. you're running this Bears organization, Daniel, and you have yeah. the first overall pick that is courtesy of the Carolina Panthers, and you have as much data as you have right now. Maybe Justin does come back and play a few games, but he's got an injury on his right thumb on his throwing hand. What are you doing? Is this a draft where you have a couple of, you know, top-level quarterbacks that you can't pass up? Do you move on? Do you reset? Do you pivot if you're Ryan Poles? I would. Um, I would just because I think there's enough to get excited about, you know, with these guys coming into this class. Obviously, there's the financial benefits, as everybody knows, just kind of resetting that clock. Um, but, you know, to me, I, I say that I don't know, you know, what Justin Fields is. I, I still feel like I would I would say the ceiling is, is maybe not as high as these guys are. You know, even if you hit on, on Fields, I feel like these guys can, you know, can, can do some things that he doesn't do as well. I feel like the ceiling is a little bit higher there. I can dream on that a little bit. Um, so that that would be my decision based off of what I've seen thus far. I think that would be enough to make that decision. Not saying Justin Fields won't be a good quarterback somewhere uh, or someday. I think these guys have have a higher ceiling to be great, great players. You know, we always use the analogy of trucks and trailers. You know, we talk about being dependent. You're a trailer. You're dependent on everything around you. And there's a few of those quarterbacks, maybe a handful, that are the trucks that whether or not you lose some premier players, they're able to kind of carry the rest of the team. I think these guys in this draft class have a chance to be some trucks. Yeah. Have you have you soured it all in the last couple of weeks on Caleb Williams? He's not played great. And uh, I told Bruce Feldman the other day when I was talking to him, I said it's like he's trying to hit a five-run home run hmm. um, every snap. But he's just trying to do way too much. You know, just, just, just take what's there, get the ball out of your hand, make good decisions. I've seen him do it, obviously – you know, you look at what we did last year, and there's been stretches of it, but he's trying to do too much. And then the other thing is, that might be, uh, you know, USC uniforms, but that is not a USC-looking offensive line right. uh, in front of him. That, that, is a, that is not a good-looking group. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, not all on him with how he's played, but he's, he is definitely trying to do too much. What are your thoughts on J.J. McCarthy from Michigan and whether or not he is part of that elite crew? And if you had to choose one of these guys, because there's any number of them, Drake May at North Carolina as well, who's your favorite? Yeah, you know, while I got to do more work on on JJ, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, I'll get to a lot more of the draft stuff too as we start getting into November, and I have a bigger catalog of tape to jump into. Um, but I, you know, look, I can tell you the obvious stuff. He's a great athlete. He's got a live arm. He's won a lot. Um, 
there's a lot of things to like about him. He's done, a, you know, for the most part, outside a game or two, he's done a good job protecting the ball. Um, but I have not done enough to tell you, you know, where he would stack in with all these other guys. I've done a lot more work on Penix and and Bo Nix, who I think are good players. Uh, who I think are starting caliber players. So that's four guys you know, right there. You throw McCarthy in there. That's five. However, you want to order them up. Yeah. Um, it's a it's it's got a chance to be pretty good. And we'll see what uh, we'll see what Shooter Sanders wants to do. You know, right. I think we all kind of assume that that uh, that he'll go back with his dad. But who knows? He's a good player too. A couple of random questions for Daniel Jeremiah here to wrap things up. SoFi Stadium, uh, it looks awesome. They want to build a new stadium here. Never could build that in Chicago with the open, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the open ends. But a lot of our people are coming out there, Chicagoans, taking over that building as you've seen in the past. Is it as good as it looks on TV? It's a beautiful building. I will just give you this, and you guys will appreciate this. Um, the uh, as a lot of these new stadiums, the radio setup for home visiting, you know, Spanish and uh, national radio is kind of in the corner. That's fine. Okay, you're not at the 50 yard line as some of the older stadiums. Right, that's cool. But one pooper, like really, there's a one stall bathroom there for all the. Oh. And this is this unbelievable stadium. It's beautiful. I love this the the screen. But come on, man! Like you are, I we have we have people involved in the broadcast, and it's like if if Usain Bolt was to try and leave the box at oh. the same time as they did, he would lose. Bolt would lose to some of these producers trying to get to that stall at halftime. I'm just telling you, get so. in line before Thayer gets there, okay? Because yeah. he'll be out there with Joniak. Make sure you're in line before Tom. Yeah, and then and, and then before we started this thing up, you you surprised us. You wanted to pull off a baseball trade. You are a Padres fan. We've yes. talked about. Juan Soto to the Cubs. So you want to get this thing done? I'm okay. You know, everybody, Padre fans are freaking out about Juan Soto, you know, getting traded. And, and he's a, obviously he's a generational hitter. He's going to the prime of his career. I would not be, you know, bummed if they extended him. But they have a lot of other superstar players, and they don't, they don't have the pitching depth that they need. Um, so I don't know where the Cubs are in terms of young pitching, some controllable pitching, but – um, I think that could be a match. I know that sounds like they're interested in it. I got to meet Jed Hoyer at the winter meetings uh, a few years back when they were in San Diego. Nicest guy in the world. We had a great conversation. Uh, we swapped phone numbers. He hasn't replied to any of the text since then, but you know, I'm not taking <laughs> it personal. Yeah, yeah. He's in a few fantasy football leagues. Yeah, too. he is. Oh, big football guy. Yeah, a lot of these, you know, it's funny. It's all, I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan, and I know a lot of my uh, NFL GM buddies are huge baseball fans. And then as I've gotten to know more baseball folks, they all they care. I mean, A.J. Preller out here, the, the, the Padres uh, GM, is a huge New York Giants football fan. So they all have their uh, they all have their football teams and their fantasy football leagues. pretty funny. Daniel, it's been a lot of fun. You're great at what you do. Thanks for taking time for us, and enjoy the Sunday night game, okay? Oh, I've never had a bad visit with you guys. I always enjoy it. You guys are great, man. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. There you go. There was Daniel De- Jeremiah on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Really interesting stuff yeah. on Justin Fields. Uh, Beijing, like, you know, a lot of people have said, well, if people in Chicago are breathless. Daniel Jeremiah was pretty breathless in his praise for for Bajent. and he's a guy who does this for a living he's a guy who scouts it's people have said it's guys it's only one game there's daniel jeremiah who said i could safely say i have undervalued what tyson Bajent was coming out of the draft after only one game 
and he has already exceeded the expectations. So this is a this is a guy who who, who said that three one two three three two three seven seven six. What do you think after hearing all of that and uh, the stuff too on Caleb Williams and and what he's trying to do too much? But still, he puts the ceiling on Drake May and Caleb Williams as higher than what Justin Fields, in his opinion, can do. One man's opinion, but there it was. Bears and Chargers, what are you expecting? What are your expectations on Sunday night? Will the Bears go in there, and will they surprise people? Or will the Bears go in there, and will they surprise us after a good week last week, and then will they poop the field, as I mentioned, some other Bears quarterbacks have done in the past, and then will they let us down again? After we get up a little bit, a little juice going, a little momentum, and then will they show us, oh, man, they can't win two in a row, and they will give us another bad performance. Let's take your phone calls as we head into the weekend, 312-332-3776. Football, horse racing, burgers, beer, and so much more. Have a winning weekend at newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring cash betting at PointsBet Sportsbooks. Find a location near you at HawthorneBettingBars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Mike Tirico joining us. Where is uh, the Tyson Bajan story on your radar for this Sunday night? That's story number one. Let, let's just be, we're, we're long, long, long time friends. How long have you guys done this show now? Four million years. <laughs> it feels like yeah. for him. In waddle years, yes. Almost 17 so, years, if you could believe it. Yeah, so I, I, I would say, we, like, we, 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 all, we all go back to uh, uh, they were who we thought they were a game in 06. So we, we've been doing this for more than a minute together. So just, just as friends, I'd say it's probably the thing that has me the most excited about this game. It really is because you just don't see it. Now, you see undrafted guys pop on the radar. You see free agents pop on the radar. But there's no way that you think a month and a half into the season, an undrafted Division II player is going to be starting, let alone kind of fall into a primetime game on national TV. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very intriguing. I think it's the most interesting aspect of the game nationally. Like, can this kid actually go out and do this again? And if so, what does that say? What does it mean? And it's just a really cool story of a guy in a day and age when college football is as saturated as ever on television. A guy that most people can honestly say we never saw him play college football um, and then show up here and win a couple of NFL games. So I, I think for me, it's probably right at the top of the list going into Sunday night. We hit them all. We hit all the broadcasters, basically. We hit Joni Heckenthayer and the local broadcast. Obviously, your home of the Bears right here. We had Mike Tirico, the national voice of Sunday Night Football, who's going to be broadcasting it to the country. And we just talked to Daniel Jeremiah, who is the one of the voices of the Chargers radio network. So, Best part of what we just heard there from Tarika, he calls us friends. Yeah. How cool is that? He's a good friend. Look, I can't imagine what would be, like, okay, if not the Bajan story, what would be their top story? 
You got a two and four team squaring yes. off with a two and five team. Well, I think it's it's the two and four team if they're ever going to live up to what they're supposed to be. Yeah, and that's a that's a decent story, but that's nowhere close to as enticing as this one. This is by far the biggest story of this game for the national audience. They have to appeal to everybody. We know yeah. the story. But we're still excited to see how it unfolds. But nationally, there's no question this is what they're going to come out of the the, the gate with. Well, the Chicago talk shows will have plenty to talk about. Our buddy Tom Waddle, former Bear. They'll be taking lots of calls about that decision. Can you imagine if he throws for like 300 yards and three touchdowns? How many how many calls I'll take on our show? Will, will you get another shout out if he has a big game? Damn, Skippy, I will. Yeah, I think I think he yes. will throw you another shout yes. out. Yes. If he, if he has a big game, I believe he will give you As a well shout-out. he out. should. He'll Undrafted go, free it, agents unite. It'll go if uh, Bajan throws for 300 yards, the Bears late in the fourth quarter, sealing forward towards that second win all of a sudden. Our buddy, former Bear Tom Waddle, is going to have to have a brewing controversy about the quarterback position. I, th- I think he will. I think Waddle's right, on to something. I think he will draw the undrafted free agent parallel. Yeah. You know, Tom Waddle wants an undrafted free agent. Undrafted wide receiver Tom Waddle has got to be interested in this story, as all of his listeners probably are as well. Right? He'll probably be taking a ton of phone calls tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. You don't even know when you work. Steve on the north side. You're on uh, the Tom Waddle show. Hey, Steve. Waddle, Waddle, and Sylvie. Hey, how you guys doing? No, 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 it's just Waddle, Steve. It's just Waddle. (laughs) I, uh, long-time listener, but my commute is now hellish, so first time caller. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm at Devon and Western on Mm. a single lane. Is it crappy again tonight? Yes. It's always crappy. Two hours, two nights ago. Two hours to get home. 32 miles. Two hours. Totally get you. Anyway, uh, reason why I'm calling is twofold. Um, one, Fields didn't have his man Jenkins in for his first few games. Um, and I also don't believe Bajan needs to have some crazy sort of transcendent game, but he does need to have some yards, probably at least four games or four games, four passes of over 20 yards. Then I'll believe in his arm. The second thing is, is that I don't believe in Caleb Williams, I think he's nice in college, but I think he's going to fizzle out. He's got the same holds on to the ball thing too long that's kind of plagued fields. I really like that Caleb May guy. He reminds me, or at least makes me think Drake of, May. the quarterback down at the Texans. Drake May, the kid from UNC? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there are some people, uh, I think, in the college game that prefer Drake May over Caleb Williams. And I'm sure that we'll get those conversations at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll yeah. dive deeper into it then. I'm telling you, maybe the kid from Michigan gets becomes part of that conversation as well. Is he eligible to come out? Is he capable of coming out? What do you mean capable? Well, you don't you have to be in uh, college football at least You're three saying, years? Is he eligible to come out? Who, JJ? Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. is. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean, you can't come out as a freshman in college. No, no, no. But he's been in college for three years, That's hasn't he? Yeah. 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 As if he's eligible to come out. Nick in Norwich, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. I just had a quick thing. I think I finally come to the realization that at the end of the day, like you guys have said many times, it's it's not one person's fault. Like, if Fields was really that special, he would have realized to just get rid of the ball within 10 seconds, which he hasn't over three years. 
And granted, the Bears organization did him no favors by bringing him in with a lame duck coaching staff and with Nagy the first year. And then, obviously, you know, he just hasn't been able to stay on the field for long periods of time uh, in seasons two and three. So, to be honest, I just feel like they have so much potential to get so many draft picks off the picks they're going to have in this year's draft where I just hope either Fields just it really clicks for him or Bajan and it really just shows up because I feel like they'll finally have enough ammunition to build around. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, whoever's going to be the quarterback for the Bears, I just hope they finally figure it out. But I'm not a big believer in Caleb Williams or Drake May, so I'm not sure. A lot of, a lot of Bears fans are not. Starting to seem like that. Look, I, I think if you were putting your money down in Vegas right now, the, the odds are the favorite is is that the Bears would be drafting a quarterback overall, first overall, because currently they have the Carolina Panthers number one pick, and the Carolina Panthers are drafting first right now. What would have to change between now and then for the Bears to move off of that? We'll find out. Fields but right now, playing like a superstar when he gets back. R- right. And and listen, if Bajan plays for three or four games and plays well, that's not going to change them drafting a quarterback one overall if, in fact, they're moving off of fields. So, like, I, again, my point is, is we can have this conversation all day long, but if we put, the, if you were asked to make a prediction right now, which we they don't have to, but if you were, right now I would tell you that the Bears are drafting yes. a quarterback First overall, right, regardless right, of how you feel right. about Bajent, regardless of how you feel about Justin, if they were forced to do something here and now, they would draft a quarterback first overall. Ron in Memphis. Ron, what's going on over there, Ron? Ron, hello, Ron. My goodness, what is going on over there? Did I hear swear words coming? Is that a dog parking? Is that a television on? What is that? Say, Sounds like a cat to me. Ron's in Memphis. They do things different in Memphis. Is that a kennel? Is that, is, is that, is that oh, a, I just heard the yeah, yeah, yeah. edge word there. Yeah. That dog Edgic was word. swearing Edgic at people. <laughs> <laughs> never heard I, heard talk, word. I never heard a talking dog before, but how about one that swears at you? One that, that used the phrase uh, butt crevice. We can't, we can't air that. We can't air that. He used the A word there. Yes. Oh, boy. Jim and Elgin. Jim, are you there? Are you ready to go? Nope. Hello, Jim. Pray for Ron. Hey, guys. What's going on? Jeez. How's it going? What's going on? Uh, Fabulous, Jim. Not too much. Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, hey, just with the, uh, just everybody wants just consistency. Honestly, um, it's just been the Bears, almost like the Bears organization has just been way inconsistent. Um, so I, I'm I'm hoping for for Bajan that he does a good job um, that he does well. Uh, I was really hoping that Fields would work it out, but uh, I'm a fellow Wildcat, so I uh, spent some time with uh, Briggsy in the in the weight room and stuff. So I've been hanging out with him a little bit, but um, just saying, you know, just, we just need that consistency. We just need to have consistency and just try to be patient. Um, but in this town and obviously in America, man, people are not patient um we want but obviously after 32 games we you know i think we've seen enough and we just need that more consistency so wait you you worked out with uh, lance in college in the weight room yeah i i, I saw him at uh, mikhail center i used to work for uh the basketball team out in uh, at u of a so uh i saw 
um, Gronkowski a little bit his last year. I mean, his freshman year and uh, with the Wildcats. So. Did he and Lance play together? Gronkowski and, and Lance? No, they no. Lance okay. is older, isn't he? I got yeah. Lance, I don't yeah, know Lance old. is older, so uh, he 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 came and visited Mikhail sometimes. So we uh, I would always see him in the weight room and stuff, working out with uh, some of the football guys and uh, uh, some of the the basketball guys. Yeah, he treats you well. He's a good dude. Oh, he's a very good dude. It's good to hear. Lance will yeah. be on, Lance will be on with us. Uh, Coming up on Sunday, our pregame show begins at 5. It's uh, uh, Abdallah and Black are on at 3 o'clock this weekend. Maryland. Yeah, you got to tell, tell him to bear down. Tell him to bear down. He knows what it's all about. It's you not about Miller will be taking your calls too. until 3 a.m. on Monday. Uh, yeah, Sunday, baby, so. if you're up you Monday know, morning. Yeah, if you're, uh, Look, the, you can't fall asleep because of a big Bears why win. Why don't you go Cajun can, Mania? Can't you go uh, and build a bridge all the way to uh, 5 a.m.? On Sportsmanlike, yes. Listen, I mean, if the, high, that if, if the higher-ups want to do it. Look, you're already not working with our show. You've already declared that. I've so declared gonna, it. I've already <laughs> punted on us. Yeah, if you're going to put burn the midnight oil, why don't you burn it all the way to five? Hey, do a pull on, the whole a tough guy. Pull a grabber. Let's come get on. the uh, come on, grabber. I'm, I'm down. Come on, grabber. You're, you're going to be till three, so why not go to five? I'm, I'm not the one who said it had to be till three. We don't want you roaming the streets at three. What do we turn it over to at three? Who's doing Sports three? Center AM, right? Center yeah. Night. Yeah. No, we need you till five. Why don't we come on with you at three? No effing chance. He's up for a pee anyway. That's true, but I'm going right back to bed. So go, before you go back to bed, give a call into the uh, the post post show. Call That's me. what we should call it: morning show pee. When you get up for your morning, sh- when you get up for your morning pee. Call in to Meller. The post, post, Meller's Mel- uh, morning show P. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? I'm a little tired. That would be great. On my back. Gosh, you know how hard it is to get out of bed at 3.15 and go to the bathroom. Your take has to go as long as your urination goes for. That'd be a long hit. <laughs> is that That'd really? That'd be a long hit. <laughs> It'd be a stop and go hit, too. Like, can I catch my breath? You know? Can I stop? Go, stop, go, stop, and go. <laughs> right, we're gonna I'm going to be thinking about you, though. <laughs> I'm going to be dreaming about you, Jeff. You know, a Pat the Designer will go to 5 a.m. No question. No question. I'm always, the only question for me is what um, Bears gear Pat's going to be uh, showing on Twitch as we're live. He's always, got, he's always got some good Bears gear. Will really? Twitch be up and going at 3 a.m. too? I don't see any reason why there won't be. The, do the Twitch people sleep? No. There's always someone up. I'll hopped up on Mountain Dew. shifters, I'll yeah. And third shifters. They're working. They're not on Twitch. Well, I mean, well, look. People are working during the day and they're on Twitch. That's true. Are they? Or are they yeah. just twitching and not uh, working? Both. I think people are in their office and, and you Chris's know. Chris's dad's a twitcher, I yeah. think. Uh-huh. Isn't your dad still twitch on Twitch? Yeah. Pat will check in every now and then. All right, uh, we're going to cross talk with Bluck and Abdallah. It's all brought to you by Steinhoffels, and we'll do it coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 
studio with us it's right now. It's a guys. Let's go. Welcome. I don't yes. know what to be more excited about. Connor Bedard just scored a goal. Yes. I got a raging Bajan right now. You have a what? Yeah, you heard me. You scared me there. A raging Bajan right now. <laughs> it came one of the World Series. It's about it came to. one of the World Series. Yeah. Oh, now the raging Bajan's yeah. gone. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Where's Midnight Carmen? We'll, we'll yeah, get well, Carmen you know to tell what? us about the baseball tonight. I you did. know he tried to book Jesse behind our backs <laughs> Are you today. aware of this? You guys no. know this today? He tried to go behind the back of his he, producers. He knew that you guys wouldn't. No, on Jesse a football knew. Friday? Jesse knew. Jesse texted him and asked him if he wanted. Who did he want? Alec Thomas? Yeah, the yeah. local and kid, right? He, he, cool. he, he asked me too about Alec <laughs> Thomas. Cool. Alec Thomas could walk by and kick me in the balls on the street and he, I wouldn't know it's Alec he's Thomas. He's a nice story from here, but yeah. after they won the, the NLCS, he was, hey, do you guys want Alec Thomas on? I go, you know what? None of the Diamondbacks really do anything for us. I think we're we're, we're on to football. So then he goes to Carmen good. and says, do you want Alec Thomas? And thank God Carmen said no. And then he, Carmen said, well, Carmen we could, really wanted to say yes. We could just but. put you on and we're, Chris and I are like, wait, what? No. Just put Jesse on. It's a football Friday. Rage and Bajans. <laughs> what are you more interested in tonight? Well, I know what you're going to say. Let me ask Waddle, because I know what you two are going to say. What? Are you more interested tonight of game one of the World Series? Getting my drink on. Or Bulls game? Bulls. Um, the answer is yesterday's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Bulls. That I haven't Bulls. watched it's yet. Bulls. Yeah. 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 Yeah, me too. Hey, listen, yeah. every now and again, you like watching disaster happen as well. Well, respond. So watch Bachelor in Paradise. I, I'm not interested in the World it's Series. Bachelor. Really, unless maybe they go to a game six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah I'm not watching true. baseball. Yeah. I did bet yeah. on it, though. I mean, the, the championship series were, were kind of fun. I, I bet on that. the D-backs. They were fun. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. But don't you guys want to see if the Bulls respond tonight? Yes, I, I got bet, money I, on the I Bulls. Bet on them. I do, too. Yeah, I mean. My guess is no, but, like, it's 10 bucks. What's the difference? Toronto's a beatable team, yeah, so it it's possible. That's their last win, right? It's just, they're the same. That's the one where, yeah, um, last year. was that DeRozan's uh, yeah, daughter? Six months ago. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was the daughter. It's yeah. been six months since then. Hey, won. why isn't she going to Miami? <laughs> Right, wasn't it? Yes. She's got to go to school. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last fun with Do basketball. Do you have a rage in Bajan? Is that what it is? No, I mean, I feel I like that. That's disrespectful to a young quarterback. It took us too long to get to the term rage in Bajan. That is good. I figured you guys would have been all over that. Yes, that no. is that is something that I should you have You should have had an obvious shirt already on. You're right. I've got a rage in Bajan. You're right. Come on. You're very good. Yeah, but that, the 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 connotation of that's not good. You're calling him something, a raging bajant, isn't it? What is that? No, 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 it's no, like no, a cubby no. chubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, like you're excited. You got a cubby chubby. Enthusiasm behind. We're making it. penis jokes here. Stay, I know. Stay I, 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 I'm usually like I, I'm, that's my that's my realm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my, that's where I live. For you. I live right in the there. penis joke alley. Did you see? Wait, what so he, wait, what happened? I'm sorry, Sully. What, what was the story you guys wouldn't read? I saw it. You oh, can't read. Yeah, okay. You no, can't read that. No, no. That's that's Tyler trying you're, to get some you're vacation. Say, you're saying you I can't be read? To, no, I wouldn't have given to it to do him. something with a father and one of his offspring. As, have, as someone who was in I charge just, of the language stories for like six years, no. Did you read pretty much everything? Yeah, but Tyler, Tyler. It. Well, don't blame Tyler. But Waddle, you brought it, it into the studio. He's I the didn't last line it. of defense, Tyler. I didn't read it. No, Come technically, on. Waddle's the last line of defense. He reads it. And by the way, I actually, what I wanted to do with it, Chris, was I wanted to give it to different people on the show yeah, and see while they I'm on the air. Navigate to see, to read it. I wanted to hear their on-air reactions without <laughs> reading the, hi- the headline. There's there some the stories that I've given you where I say, hey, be, be careful. careful. Yes. Be careful. Right. You can read this one. 
but be careful. That's what I, I was trying to, to think of. What, what is it? I knew I could. I want to read it. You have it. I, I knew I couldn't Waddle. read it. I told Waddle, hey, I've hand got it, a great it one. I, I just this. don't know if you can read it. Okay, so. Hand it to me. I want to see Mallory's got his sport suit on. Was that Jeff Miller? By the way, Zetterman gave you the approval to go to a five. Excellent. So, Chris, oh, with that suit jacket, I knew I couldn't for... read this, okay? Yeah, yeah. But what I wanted to do was see the response right. from Sylvie and others and Meller on the air just to kind of gauge just how awful the story would have been <laughs> and how inappropriate it was going to be, okay? All right, let's. I want to see this. I have no idea what this is. I got a raging banger! All right. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. right? At a yeah. bachelorette you, you party. Can't, yeah, you, you can't just went it. from. You just went from. Come on, you Isn't can do it. Isn't that an episode oh, no, of uh, no, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? With and, Frank. And plus, yeah. I think this yes, has been. Frank. Someone in Twitch said that this has been uh, disproven as well. <laughs> That's why I asked oh, if it was a real, real story. story. No, but yeah. they were referring to a different story. Oh, really? This has been. This one's about been before. confirmed. No, well, no. I saw them tweeting or putting the link in the chat. They had the wrong story. Oh, wow. But in that realm, Chris, your eyes are gonna—you're gonna go blind. By the way, this uh, you read this fully. You're this go uh, blind. inside crosstalk is brought to you by Steinhoffel. <laughs> oh, this, but this is this is funny though. It's funny. Funny if it ain't you. Yeah, of funny course. Funny horrifying. Yeah. No, but funny it, like, in a very horrifying and life-changing way. Like Abdallah said, in an always sunny kind of way. It's it's yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, there's an episode. Wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. So, do you feel like yeah, I used the discretion in terms yeah, of how we handled it? Well, well played. Yeah. Well Every played. now and again, Tyler will bring me a story that that I look at and go, that is hilarious. There's no chance I can read that. Even Waddle knows. <laughs> so I could actually then gauge people's responses. Like you just said, you looked at it and you went, oh, no. Oh, no. No, you can't, no. You can't do that. No. You can't do that. You can't I do that. see <laughs> what kind of derelicts I'm working with here. Meller's like, yeah, let's do this. I'll read this to the family when I get home. I like the response. Read down the fancy show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where it belongs on the fancy I'll, show. I'll work on it. I'll maybe I'll, well, you know what? Bill and Lombard's it. got three wide receivers. He needs two. And this coming <laughs> from the New York Post. Uh, <laughs> Bill, this reminds me of a story I read recently. <laughs> hey, if we're going to be out until 5 a.m. Monday morning. Speaking of wide receivers. We will sneak that in in the uh, 3.30 to 4 a.m. Monday morning. But you also have a hotel room. (laughs) I've got no response to my request for you to have a home. Could Chauncey give this out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Chauncey would. Yeah, 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 that's a broker show. Chauncey can do whatever he wants to. He pays for the time. Is there fishing in the wrong hole? Give that Man, we had some fun with Chauncey back in the day. The wrong pond. Fishing hole. Who are you talking about? We're talking about Chauncey's great outdoors. Careful when you're slapping that bass. (laughs) You better know where it's been and who's it is. I don't know. Better know whose bass that is. <laughs> that's like that's that's it's I, a wrong, that's funny. It's my school. I yeah. can't believe I, you could click on that here. That's, that's what, I, what said. I said. I said that's why we should be allowed to bring it to the people. There's no, Tyler has a I point. I can't get. There's websites I can't get onto for like M- for the MMA show right. because it says fighting in it, and like that's allowed. I couldn't get to the Sun Times the other day. Right. I couldn't get to AOL the other day, <laughs> dude. I can't get to you Microsoft be allowed Teams to get to that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it just came up old. Yeah, it's just like listen, old man. Old. <laughs> you old. <laughs> it's dinner time. <laughs> time for an app, old man. <laughs> <laughs> This is closed. <laughs> no, you put on your jacket. 
But yes, I do have a rage invasion because I love um, that term. Like you guys, I don't care who the quarterback is. They need to win. So yes. it doesn't matter. Two in, 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 would be in, nice. in two weeks when uh, if Fields is back against the uh, I'll have something for Fields. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm predicting he'll be back for Detroit. Is that oh, too wow. late? So the Saints game's out? Well, I would just if I were him, I'm I would look at that defense and go, Ugh, I, I still can't. There's no grip here, guys, mm. still. Sorry. Let's wait for the Panthers. Well, well then would, the Panthers game's a short. It's a short. He's you know, it's a off, Thursday. Though. It doesn't matter. Would allow for some momentum for the other quarterback. If he keeps playing well. If he keeps playing well. I'm just saying, if the, if the Bears start to win some games and the quarterback looks good. But if he doesn't play well this week, then Fields. All that's out the window. But then Fields may say, you know what? I'm going to totally make sure that I'm really okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why rush back? And I think he should anyway. The worst thing for him is to rush back and to play with a bad thumb the rest of the way. And when already you're playing for your future, now you're playing with a bad thumb. Herbert's stats have been horrible since he broke his Mm -hmm. finger on his non-throwing hand. Right, And so, like, to have that on your... You know what you should do this tonight? Mm. Dislocate your right thumb and see how long oh, it yeah. takes you to be able to grip a football. Did you guys hear what Do Carmen's it. been doing? He got working the, on his grip strength. He got the Travis Bajant um, endorsed grip kit. And he's, he's been, been working, bed, on, working his on his grip, grip strength at night he before been. he goes to bed yeah. at night. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He told the story the on the air. Like what? Be careful in bed before he goes to bed, and he's got. There's like three different grips. There's the there's the regular just like grip. Are we talking about? Just no. putting himself to sleep, though. No, no, no. He what, showed, what, what, he showed me the pack. You can here? get it for like fifteen bucks on Amazon. It's got one of the grip things that like a, any grip strength thing looks like. It's got a ball. It just said that, that, it and, that it does. And then it's got one of these things that you put yeah. around all of your fingers, and then you yeah. like expand. Be yeah. careful. You may need to get your wiener fixed if you if you work on it too hard. Just saying. This like, was, be this careful. Was, this was an all calls welcome crosstalk. It yeah. was, yeah. And by the yeah. way, Miller put on his sport coat for the final segment. Oh, oh yeah, guy looked professional. Yes, I appreciate it. Him and uh, bringing out the classy stories. Him, classy. him and Shay Norling are going to go do some taxes together. <laughs> <laughs> That's suit jacket and verbally assault some folks. <laughs> uh, by the way, Sylvie, Shay had more energy at the trivia than did in he? the promo. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. He yelling did. at yeah. anybody for getting he, the wrong answers. He wasn't yelling, but we we walked into the bar and he was yelling about Tony Romo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't he know was doing what. Something. What, what an ass <laughs> That Tony Romo. Fire him into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Black and Abdallah coming up next. Thanks to Daniel Jeremiah. If you missed it, check it out on the uh, ESPN Chicago app. Tom Thayer today. Awesome as always. And of course, Doug Kazarian. Check out his new show as well. Um, Black and Abdallah next. Thank you to Tyler Aki and Jeff Meller. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend and go Bears.